Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We talked about in our food news segment um, the fact that men after marriage, <clears throat> they eat more and they exercise less. Yep. They say marriage are connected to a significant effect on BMI. Married men more likely to be overweight or obese. What's interesting is a similar trend not observed in married women. Now, overall, obviously, you may right. have your own you know, story there, but um, what's the deal? What's going on? Uh, they, some call it happy fat, meaning that they're content, they're happy. And maybe when they're single or not living with someone else, uh, I, I know a lot of younger men today know how to cook for themselves. At one time, they didn't, but... Maybe that someone else, when you get married, is uh, cooking for maybe, you, or maybe the two incomes lead to having more money to get more stuff or I, go like, out. I think, I mean, a couple things here. Metabolism will slow down as you get older, and then uh, I think also you get comfortable. You know who usually, I mean, granted, if you have a health scare, you'll see someone who's older going to the gym, uh, or if that's just something you've always done, but for the most part... Who's always in the best shape? The guy, the single people looking for love. Once yeah, you but, find but it. But we're not seeing it with women. So I would say that well, the reason I think that is, is because there's a lot more pressure on women not to gain weight. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many I, other I reasons that are the, out of their control, I, too. You I, know, I love sometimes. the fact that a lot of younger people today yeah. are much more comfortable with themselves of all sizes. I don't want to go back to the 80s growing up where you had to be stick rail thin. I don't think that's healthy. So I don't want to be perceived in any way, shape, or form that we're fat shaming anybody. Yeah. Uh, but when they're talking about BMIs and health, um, I do think that women, probably you don't see that same thing because it's almost thought of that it's okay for a guy to put on weight, but a woman always still feels that pressure not to, which is why you will always see more women dieting, more women, you know, going through things like that. It's such a weird thing now that you bring, that you bring it up, how things have changed a little bit. There are still are people out there who will judge or fat shame, but it's so not the norm anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's such a good thing because there is still concern for people, but it's usually health related. Right, right. And, it, and sometimes people will say that's still fat shaming, but I feel like that's misguided anger. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone comes up and just goes, I worry about you. 
Why? Because I'm overweight? Yeah. You're fat shaming me. No, I'm concerned. Well, I mean, you know? there, there's, uh, look, I, I don't think that the ideal, even the BMIs, some people are built differently than others. I know when I was going through treatment for breast cancer, I had lost a good amount of weight um, only because most women actually gain weight. But I was really? under this assumption. Yeah, because nowadays with the medicine, now listen, that was how many years ago it's whole when i say nowadays i'm going back to 2007 and the treatments i went through but they actually said because i thought the the thinking at that time was oh chemo makes you sick to your stomach you're going to lose weight and they said no actually the opposite thing happens which is a lot of the medicines cover that and you take a lot of steroids and stuff and you can actually end up eating more and then you're also depressed because you're going through treatment so and they said it's it's dangerous to gain too much weight especially recovering from you know a cancer treatment because for breast cancer estrogen and other things as you gain weight can fuel cancer but my point is when i went in there he's like you need to gain some weight and i thought oh okay i thought that wasn't he's like actually it's more healthy to be a little overweight than to be underweight which was the first time i'd ever heard that because all your life as a woman you hear like people are pushing to like lose weight lose weight but he said no actually your immune system everything performs better to be a little bit overweight than to be underweight so, um, you know, I, I, we're not talking about we're, all I'm saying in this case is for men's BMIs and for them to be then considered obese yeah. and it goes higher after marriage. It, it, it's a concern when it does affect your health. Yeah. Somebody said, and I guess this is uh, supposed to be a joke. What's the difference between dating someone and marrying someone? About 40 pounds, LOL, is what they say. But I, I think the study truth, shows though. that there is some truth to it. I think the reason you don't see it with women as much as men is that I think society is more forgiving of a man gaining weight than a woman. That's and I think that's even true. if it, it, it can be unspoken. I think you're you're right. I, I don't know that many guys will bring it up it's the it's like the stereotypical joke it's never the guy going do i look fat in these jeans and it's never the joke it's right. always the other way so i you know i i think also again as you get older um what i mentioned metabolism you know I, over the years it's amazing how fast time goes you don't realize how fast things things happen but like you know i gained five pounds no big deal i, I gained five I, I lost four of it that's great then you gain 10 and you lose six of it mm-hmm. next thing you know you're 20 it's pounds creeping. heavier than, it's creeping it is and then it's really hard to get past it and to actually lose it like i feel in my in my mind i still know how to lose a lot of weight and i could drop fast but i'm also just about 50 <laughs> and there's a reality to that that's like scary that i may never lose it like i don't want to have to have a major health scare right in order to like that's, how, that's not the diet that's i want to go on usually that's how it happens with people right. it's like you you know and i'm not talking about you when i say you i'm just meaning in general sure. you people will um many times be like yeah i know i should i'll get to it and then all of a sudden something happens and then mm-hmm. you're like oh okay crap i'm not gonna do that someone says it goes back to primal times here's a text it's a hunt men have to stay in shape and be fast to catch their prey once they catch it they can eat and relax the hunt is over god someone says a good example is the dad bod jokes yeah you'll hear yeah. younger women will you know like you know younger than them right. a lot of times will be like i love a, a good dad bod but do you hear a lot of guys ever saying that you know it's like well there's uh, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll just say the uh, the ilf thing no but I'm, that but, has nothing to do with their weight I'm talking um, about the dad bod is someone that's gained some weight the other one is just about age not weight uh, at all 
not weight at all. That I, is not I, no. That is not a weight I'll thing. I'll agree to disagree because okay. A so tell body. me how that and in anything in what you that acronym stands for says anything about weight. But a dad bod, the reference is their specifically body. their body. Yeah, so it's not the same. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you that that's, yeah, you know, this is one is more on the body. The other is more on the age. I've heard with the dad bod aspect of it. I've heard some women say, takes the pressure off of me. If he can let himself go a little bit, I can let myself go. There's a stress that's taken off of that. And I, I've, I don't know how valid that is for everybody. Everyone's going to have something different. Uh, no one's going to be like, oh, they say you marry someone like your father. That guy's body's like my dad's. You know, wouldn't you hear, ever hear that? That's creepy. Well, but. have you ever heard, and like this has been, you know, again, anecdotal stories I'm told of people who uh, husband may be criticizing wife's weight while husband has weight issue too. Oh, that's uh, that's Or the, if not worse. That's <laughs> like the most hypocritical thing when you see someone who's like that. Why don't you get up here and you do something. It's like, you, from the couch, you're saying that? Really? People are stupid. People are uh, absurd. But Yeah. Someone says it has a lot to do with being on a schedule when you're married. I didn't eat on a schedule, a schedule like I knew da- do now with being married. My wife and I are always having meals together. Most of the dates are planned around meals. Could be that, too. Look, if you're happy, if you, I would rather people be heavier and happy than be thin and miserable and i do think that there are people in life who say um whatever time i have i'd rather spend it enjoying things than feel like i'm starving myself or you know denying myself anything but yeah, when unfortunately, all, when it comes to health conditions, yeah. So when change. it's health, you'll get people who will be, have concern. Uh, it's not. It's not good to make fun of skinny people anymore. You can't make fun of anybody. Well, yeah, it's because a, a place, skinny so. person isn't trying. Like many times, yeah. if you're just naturally thin, and people come up to you, and um, I, as a kid, I was. I literally yeah. looked like a stork, and that was one of my nicknames. And I had one time a substitute teacher in a gym uh, run up to me in front of everybody and put her hand around my ankle and talk about how skin and bones I was. That was like mortifying and embarrassing. Who would do that today where you would go make fun of somebody in front of a group of people? But there was a time where people thought it was okay to do that if you were thin, but not if you were heavy. You would never think to do that. Walk up to someone and go, look how heavy. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, things have changed. Here's the thing. I, I always... If you get rid of that kind of bullying and those kind of comments, which were part of the people will find different ways to insult others. But like, I remember those days, too, where, come on, you, you know, run the mile. If you, if you can't run a mile, you're going to keep getting bigger. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gym teachers saying this stuff. So they weren't exactly uh, uh, inspirational no. Uh, speakers. No, but it's I, I do think one of the good things for younger people is that there's a lot more comfort with yeah. all types of sizes. You see ads now. For yeah. clothes, bathing suits, underwear, regular female, you know, just regular clothes, and you will have all sizes represented, which I think is great. Yes, yeah, to me, it's still surprising, but I'm getting used to it, I guess. But uh, someone just texted, and I love it. People mind your own business. Great argument today, says the text. <laughs> yeah. What about it was great. <laughs> Start with us. I don't think they're. <laughs> See, it's a joke because you're. Uh, yeah, uh, we appreciate you. your comments. Yeah, a lot of you have been checking in. So we talked uh, a little bit today about Michigan and uh, the primary there. Um, you know, convincing wins for both uh, Donald Trump over Nikki Haley and uh, Joe Biden over that pesky, uncommitted character 
although they did get quite a few votes uncommitted, um, which is uh, pretty much a, uh, you know, kind of a red flag uh, for Joe Biden just to realize that he has some work to do. These are people who are unhappy. I think the majority of them are going to come around come November. The biggest danger is if they don't come around at all. The biggest danger is going to be if they just say, I don't want to go out and vote. That, I think, could happen more so than they're going to go out and vote for Donald Trump. Don't think that's happening at all. Right. Um, so they've got to pay attention, obviously, to what's going on there. Nikki Haley, though, um, 25% of the vote to Donald Trump. So, you know, we can certainly talk about the uncommitted uh, votes that uh, Biden got. Um, But Donald Trump still has a pretty good number of people that aren't picking him as the presumptive, like he's, you know, he was the president and he is still, um, and, and she didn't, I don't believe, I think she maybe spent one day there campaign she had spent so much time out south carolina yeah um but she's sticking around she's not going still i mean she's definitely not going forward either unless something happens to Although she's going forward to she, campaign i mean yeah i get that yeah but she's not moving she's not advancing you know she's not gaining ground and in fact it seems like she's losing ground so we'll see i think it's just in case something happens and he's gone then but i don't think that's how it works at this point i think that that's a part of it it's the whole it's the whole like we need another option just in case Um, but i'm looking at a politico article here and uh, he is the author of what's called the working class republican ronald reagan and the return of blue collar conservatism okay so just so you know kind of where he's coming from um but he talks about that she may actually be sticking around. His theory is that it's buried in the Republican National Committee's rules and their potential effect on her voice at the July convention. Uh, so she will arrive in Milwaukee and she will have some delegates. How many? Not known, but right. she has 20 right now. And they say, the, he says, the rules don't simply give power to a candidate based on the number of delegates they possess. Candidates cannot have their names placed into nomination and thereby get television airtime unless they have a plurality of delegates in at least five states. So they say this would make a big difference for her in terms of clout at the convention, if she has any, right? Um, so uh, basically, every winner wants to use the platform to broadcast their convincing message. And if you do that right and give your candidacy a significant and decisive bounce in the polls. Uh, so they say, you know, you don't want to have fights. You don't want to have other people up on stage and alternative messages on the convention floor. Right. And that's something winners cannot fully control. If it happens, it happens. Um, so a defeated candidate can still deploy their delegates to yeah. obstruct the winner's will by posing contentious amendments to the party platform or by using their nominating speeches to criticize the nominee. And, and so some, this guy is saying um, that uh, her continued campaign would make sense in this case. The more delegates she gets, the more power she can exert on the floor. The more power on the floor, the stronger hand she has to deal to get concessions from the former president on things she cares about, like U.S. support for NATO. Now, 
Who knows? Because they didn't even write a party platform back in 2020. Donald Trump didn't have one put together. Um, So this is all going by the way things used to be done. I don't know if stuff gets done that way anymore. Um, But he's just talking about here uh, that she could be going on and on just to collect some more of these delegates and she could use them to extract or have some kind of impact yeah, that, at the convention itself. She gets to that convention and gives a speech. It'll be a great it'll be a, a great example of either you're with Trump or you're against Trump because she'll get booed. And that's an understatement. I think it'll be a nasty, uh, hostile environment. However, but that doesn't help for the people he's trying to convince. Correct. But, but I'd say this, you know, one thing that I never really think about is looked up just to make sure. Um, maybe she just wants to be the one to say, I didn't win, but I told you so. Right. She's still young. She's still very, she's 52 years old. Right. She can come back in four years and go, I tried to warn you. I was the only one who had the guts to stand up and go, he's not right for us. We can we can achieve the same goals without him. Yeah. I mean, look. If, Politically, it could be good for her. Okay, let's say he were to win Donald Trump, right? Um, and things go south, when he becomes president. Look, yeah. the last time he was in there, things didn't end very well, you know, with the whole COVID and the response. And look, I think that was one of the reasons why he lost. Um, but, you know, there was also January 6th and what happened there. Um, so she can say, I told you so if things don't go so well when he's there. Also, if he loses, she can always come back, like you said, as, at her age, she's well, young, right. come back, run again and say, I tried to tell you that it wasn't going to happen. And look what happened. So it's a long game. It's a long game for the next time. I agree with you on that. With her age, she can can do this. She can lose the nomination. Then if Trump loses the election, boom. And especially if not only does he lose, but they lose down ballot, she can say, look, you may not like to hear what I had to say, but... You know, this is what. Yeah, I mean, she is the only one at this point. So. Well, yeah, I mean, Excuse Chris me. tried, but you mean the only one left at, at this point? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and not to mention, you know, any sort of criticism you have. Your, I mean, Saturday Night Live uh, did a very funny bit over the this past weekend where they had Tim Scott and uh, I almost called him Leonard Nimoy, uh, Lindsey Graham, <laughs> but they were like, you know, I didn't see it. I heard he, about he gave it. out my private cell phone number to all my, all his followers, and they harassed me. They, and they go, but I can't wait to vote for him. Mm-hmm. It was just all these, how he'll <laughs> turn on you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, and I know to some people, like, it is 100% crystal clear that it's going to go a certain way because of the price of, <clears throat> of food and things like that. I, I feel like those prices suck, but also that feeling of like, oh, God, I hate this environment. Is, it weighs a lot of, on a lot of people. Nobody, right. Some people don't want that. Some people don't care, but some yeah, people don't want that. So yeah. we'll say. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There was a study here. I just think this is so funny because I want to meet this. Uh, is it the twelve percent? Here's my math off. Seventy-eight percent of people said uh, this in a survey of two thousand parents. Nancy, seventy-eight percent say their kid is growing up too fast. That's twenty-two percent, by the way. Thank 20. you. I knew it felt wrong. <laughs> in math math and numbers. Are, that's thank you. Right. Uh, who are these twenty-two percent of people? Again, it's two thousand parents. Seventy-eight percent believe their kids are growing up too fast. Isn't that what everyone says? Is any, have you ever met anyone who was like? <sighs> I wish this little baby would grow. I'm going to say that there are a number of people that it's a long, if especially if it's stressful, I'm, I'm going to yeah. guess also for people who are overworked and very busy with their kids, um, you know, they may be happy. I know people are like, I love it. We can do what we want now, right? So maybe yeah. they don't see it as that. They see it as a long Slog. <laughs> like, so when you think it's as a cutoff point, maybe around 13 years old, it changes from like, my God, I can't believe how fast they're growing up to, I wish they would just get to be 16 so they could get their license and be a little bit I more know. independent. I, I don't just know what think, it is. I just think it all depends we're at different on, places on in our how life, your so I think, life was yeah. when you were dealing with it and how old you were probably also and the kind of support that you had. But I mean, for me, it seemed to, to go, it's like, what do they say? The days are long, the years are short, whatever. It's like when you're going through yeah. it, it may feel like forever. But then when you look back, it's like in the blink of an eye. Oh, it really, really it, it really is. And social media reminds you every step of the way. But I've just never heard anyone who said like, man, the kids grow up so fast. And someone goes, I know it's great, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to have them out of that. Again, at a certain yeah, age, you're right. Yeah. I, I don't it's, know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's wild how it can, it can be, like I said, each day might seem long, but it goes by pretty quickly. Um, in a, a whole other uh, story here on the national front, um, the Fonnie Willis uh, case, this whole hearing that's been going on, the district attorney in Fulton County. And, uh, you know, uh, they're trying, uh, Trump's people are trying to get her bounced. A lot of people were so intent on listening to this discussion and, you know, basically the the hope for Trump and uh, people who support him, uh, the hope is, oh, we'll bounce Fonnie Willis and maybe this whole thing will fall apart and go away, right? I just want to give people an update because I was kind of going through social media yesterday looking at news stories. I have lists on, you know, Twitter, X, whatever you call it, to try to see what, what's going on. And it looks like there was a setback for the former president and his co-defendants in the uh, Georgia case because a key witness who testified yesterday said he had no knowledge of when a romantic relationship began between the two prosecutors leading the case. I'm looking at a New York Times report here, but um, as we know, defense attorney seeking to disqualify Fonnie Willis uh, and uh, Mr. Willis and Mr. Wade have said the relationship began only after she hired him in November 2021. Uh, Trump's lawyer has accused them of of lying, right? Um, so for weeks, the defense is suggesting the key witness, Terrence Bradley, former divorce lawyer and law partner, partner of Mr. Wade, 
Uh, They were saying he would provide crucial testimony contradicting this timeline by Willis and Wade. But in court on Tuesday, this was the quote, I don't know when the relationship started. And he said he never witnessed anything. Speculation, right? Yes, speculation. Um, And they said, uh, one attorney asked him, do you think it happened before she hired him? Uh, uh, Asked him in one text exchange, Miss Merchant asked Mr. Bradley in one exchange, which was entered into evidence. Absolutely, right? So that's what they were going by, like this text message. But on the stand... He insisted he was only speculating. And then they said, well, how did you get that speculation? For what? He's like, I I witnessed nothing. I didn't have any information. Um, So it really was kind of a not a good moment if you don't know how that witness who is critical to your case is going to answer the question. So I don't think it helped the case at all. Um, You know, it just it it didn't help, especially when he's very clear to say, I had no, I witnessed nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good look. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's not when that happens. If you could, it's like something out of a movie because usually you don't see that. Lawyers have told me that in the past. You know, those things, those, those gotcha moments where people were like, is it true when you right. said blank, you really didn't see anything? I guess you're right. Those things. Right. Well, the, one of the biggest things that they will tell you in any you know, prosecutor, defense attorney is you really have to prepare yourself yeah. for know what the answer is. If you don't know what the answer is, you know, that's a real concern. How about this? Hey, let's put the glove on his hand. A glove well, that, that was work out for you. yeah that was uh, wet and covered in blood and you th- and it's leather as we all know it shrinks and you're gonna go I'm gonna take a chance and roll the dice you know what you never even had to ask that question I'm gonna say this at the time I thought huh how about that I never would have thought that now I know that was my biggest takeaway is that a blood covered glove will, will, will <laughs> uh, like, shrink so like yeah you like you had to think yeah. at that moment why would you ever do that because anybody in their right mind would say it, it, look it could be his and it won't fit because of because they tried to force the hollywood moment yeah. if that glove went on his hand perfect everyone would have been like Oh, my God. It would have been like, let's pull off the mask and see who's running. Oh, it's old man Withers who ran the carnival from Scooby-Doo. It's the same kind of thing. You're looking for that exact gotcha moment, and when it doesn't happen. Yeah, then you look like a fool. And then afterwards to go like, well, you know, it shrunk. And, you know, hey, dude, you did the damage. Gosh. Joe Stedeker with us? I found her visually unappealing. Yes, just oh, okay, popped sorry. in. Just I know you just popped in. in. You guys were blabbing. I'm like, is he there? Because usually when you're not on hold, I'm like, oh, are we trying to find him? But you're here. You guys were just blabbing. I think a lot of your listeners are going to be interested in knowing that uh, Charlie's Angels debuted in 1976. And it was 1976. That was a leap year uh, month today, February, just like then. And it was a warm February. It was one of the top ten warmest Februarys on record. And today in 1976, it was like 61. And tomorrow, leap year day, it was 66. So, uh, I mean, I was only 10 years old. I don't remember any of this. But um, that was 1976. So I'm making a little connection. We are also tied. I think we actually just surpassed the average temperature for the month from 1976. I think we're now in like fourth or fifth place. Not the warmest February on record, but 76 was warm. Mm -hmm. And now this February, which we end tomorrow, is going to be a warm month. So uh, we're going to have rain on and off throughout the day today. Some thunderstorms. There could be an inch of rain. But I want all of your listeners to know that the actual front is going to be moving through between about 4 and 7 o'clock today. So that cold front is going to cause change. 
so that on the back side, it's going to get windy uh, rather quickly, and temperatures are going to drop from near 60 this afternoon to 28 tomorrow at this time. So we're going to drop those temperatures. The good news is the rain is going to be ending with that front, maybe a thunderstorm as it passes, 5, 6, 7 o'clock, and it could change over to snow really quickly uh, for the northern tier counties and elevations. I'm thinking tonight about 6, 7, 8, 9, you might have a brief period of some snow showers. I don't think it'll stick on the roads because temperatures will still be above freezing, but just know that's coming. And then you wake up on Thursday, it's breezy, partly sunny, a flurry north, and may not even reach 40 tomorrow, which still isn't bad, 30s to near 40. But Friday, whoa, baby, uh, it's going to be a nice sunny day, could hit 50, 50 degrees, baby, on Friday, (laughs) and that'll be March the 1st, the beginning of meteorological spring. This Saturday, parade day in Pittston for the uh, St. Pat's Parade. I'm sorry to say some showers and cloudy, especially in the morning. They may taper off in the afternoon, 48. And then Sunday, Monday into Tuesday, we're back to near 60 degrees. Sunshine on Sunday, partly sunny on Monday, and then maybe scattered showers by Tuesday. But there's no sign of winter or storms because March could be wicked, as we all know. But probably not this year, being it's an El Nino winter, and also climate change is providing us with warmer temperatures on average. So I'm predicting a warm, above-average March. Now back to Charlie's Angels. All right, here we go. So um, I'm 10 years old. I remember I had the baseball cards with Charlie's Angels. I shouldn't say I was 10. That's once Charlie's Angels became popular. So I was probably 11, 12, okay. uh, maybe 1978, something like that, 79. And young Joe Snedeker, I hate to get weird here, is going through puberty. And I remember getting those baseball cards with the Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. And my buddy and I would get them and go in the woods and hide these things and just look at <laughs> these baseball cards of pretty girls in bathing suits. That was my life in the late 70s. It's amazing if if you as an adult were found doing that. It's it's the lead story on WNEP. Snedeker, a man who... Sitting in his car looking at... Yeah, it's wild. Mm -hmm. Authorities don't have any theories as to why he was hiding baseball cards. Did you have the the Farrah Fawcett poster, or would that not be something you'd be comfortable hanging even in your home bedroom? No, you nailed it. I was embarrassed to have these baseball cards when I was 12 with these pretty girls on them because I didn't want my mom to see or my dad. So, no, I... I wouldn't have that poster up. When you're like 15, 16, 17, then you're doing that. But I was at the beginning. Like, I, I didn't know the, what was happening. Oh, the I, whole I don't like girls thing before it morphs into admission. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting, I was looking at the, you said you don't remember all this. I went back to the 1976, 77 TV season. Can you guys, do you guys know what like the big shows were then? Because Charlie's Angels is number five. Mm-hmm. That really stands out. Uh, well, three wasn't s- it like the the usual? Like, uh, was Happy Days still Happy on? Days was number yeah. one. Then it was Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. That was number two. Yeah, you have John Ritter. All in the Family? John Ritter, was it? All in the Family was 12. Uh, Three's Company was 11. Uh, here's what's fascinating. I mean, t- wow. this is a side note of how weird things are. Neither of you will guess what uh, number the number three program in America minutes. was. No. Oh. <laughs> ABC Monday Night Movie. Just It's not even anything oh, okay. specific. Yeah. It's just like, we show you a movie. Oh, we stop for but <laughs> MASH, Charlie's Angels, Mash, $6 million yeah, dollar man. Oh, I, and you know, as much as you loved uh, Charlie's Angels and the Angels, I loved Lee Majors. 
Six million dollar man. Same thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was a six million dollar woman too, and I think yes. I had her baseball card. I went more in that was direction. That, what was your yeah. name, Lindsay? Lindsay Wagner. Lindsey Wagner, right. yeah. Yes. Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. I yeah. used to like, and I'm young enough to remember. I used to play like we'd pretend we were them. We like do the whole thing where they crash and they rebuild yep. us. So then we move our arms and go. Well, so, uh, how about this? <laughs> do you remember thing. what a power couple it was? You had the six million dollar man and Farrah Fawcett married yes. at one point. Yes. Like, that yes. is, like, mind-blowing. Like, whoa, two of the hottest people. And not only that, but in pop culture at the time, too, was Bigfoot and UFOs. And I remember the $6 million man, I think, ripped off the arm of Bigfoot, and it was a robot. <laughs> you remember that? that was <laughs> oh Wasn't Bigfoot played by the guy who had the, the big guy, was it Richard Keel, who was in the Bond movies? I, I feel like that's who oh, it was. I don't or was know. it, or was it I Andre the Giant? They, I love those old shows. <laughs> yeah, but great stuff. I guess I caught them all in, uh, in reruns. Yeah. But. Yeah, we got to see them like you know sitting down with the family, and we, my sisters and I, it would be like, who has to change the channel? Because you didn't have a remote back then, so Tied. one of us would have to get up and change the channel. Tied at number fifteen, the Waltons and Little House in the Prairie. So when you got ten year old Joe, and he has a choice between the Waltons and Little House in the Prairie, or the young ladies on Charlie's Angels, I don't think you were hiding card. I don't think you were hiding the Laura Ingalls card with the other one, were you, Joe? Uh, no, not at all. Not at have all. a good day. Man. In we'll the talk. woods, yeah. in the woods with my. Buddy Mike Stanton with baseball cards oh of God. women. Yep, so funny. <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow. That is so funny. Before we get to the birthdays on this day, uh, we've got a couple of things to talk about that happened on this day, February the 28th in 1854. Some 50 slavery opponents met in Wisconsin to create a new political group. Eventually became the Republican Party. Wow. Wow. Uh, times have changed. 1993. On this date in 1993, a gun battle took place at a compound near Waco, Texas. Federal agents tried to serve warrants on Branch Davidian cult members. Four agents, six Davidians killed. A 51-day standoff began that ended in a fire that killed most of those in the compound. Just an awful day. On this date in 2020, the first coronavirus death in the U.S. was recorded. A man in his 50s in Washington State. Thank God we squashed that after it hit about seven cases. Um, In 1983, let's talk about media. We were just talking about some of the big shows um, on this date. Uh, 1983, the CBS series MASH ended after 11 seasons, two and a half hour finale that was watched by an estimated 121.6 million people. That was 77%. Of the viewing public. Different times. It was still an era when most people only had a few channels. So, yeah. Still get all teary-eyed when I watch that. That ending was just something else in that music, certainly. All right. It is time to play a little game. It's the Celebrity Birthday Game. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's not popular for people in sports or entertainment, but, like, we've had very few, like, celebrity birthdays in the last few days. Hmm. Maybe we need to make more celebrities. You should know this one because it's a comedian. Gilbert Gottfried. It's his. Oh, wait, no, he he's died. dead. Yeah, Why he is he on here? Uh, wait, he, it yeah. says on here, too, at yeah. the end, 1955 to 2022. We usually put that under the dead. Like, oh, people hang on, that. Hang on. Whoever's putting together I'm our so list. I'm sorry. It's not us. Like, fired. Shot, I'm going to do my own. 
because I'm doing a show okay. prep service that has put dead people on our list before. He is stopped I should have known that. As soon as I said it, I'm like, wait a minute. I think he minute. was like 60. He, well, he, yeah. Why he am I still on there? I can't do the voice either, which sucks. <laughs> if I could do a good imitation, it would be worth try, it, but I can't, so forget it. All right, Broadway star, movie actress, Bernadette Peters. Oh, I remember her from so many movies in the 80s. The jerk she was in. Wasn't she dating him? Is she still with him? Who? Steve Martin? Steve Martin, Martin. Uh, No, yes. I don't think they're together. Because they dated for a long time. Did you know that? I think I did know they dated, but there's no way that. If I, if, no. And Steve no. Martin. No. Um, <laughs> like, no. No, there's no way. Um, Bernadette Peters, she's probably got to be like 78 now. She is 76, so close hey, enough. There you it. go, yeah. Country singer Jason Aldean. It's his birthday today. 41. He's 47. Ooh. A little older than you thought. You may not remember this one. (coughs) Excuse me. Sam the Sham. Oh, Wooly Bully. Right? Hey, good for you. How about that? How old? I did remember. Uh, Sam the Sham. Uh, He's still alive? I'm amazed by that. Well, it says so here, but, you know, I can't be confident now. Is he 90? They put Gilbert Gottfried. They did say he was dead, but they put him in the wrong list here. I'm going to say 90. Sam the Sham is... 87. Oh, you just missed it. Man, I feel like that should count, but I won't. Just missed it. Finally, Cindy Wilson. She is the singer, the lead singer there of the B-52s. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> We're all getting older. And they they hit big at a later age. So I'm going to say she's like 70. She is 67. Look, you're just oh, right there. Right on the cusp. If it's your birthday today, happy birthday. And for those leap day babies, we are celebrating you tomorrow. You don't get this very often, the actual date, so you've that'll saying, be a lot of fun. You've been saying all week, there's just not that many celebrity birthdays. Uh, wait till tomorrow. Yeah, let's see. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.